Welcome to this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate. I'm your host, Garth Sundem, Communications Director at MAPS. And today we're speaking about digital listening with Scott Thompson, Co-Chief Executive Officer at Acceleration Point. This episode is sponsored by Acceleration Point, the makers of Quello, the first social monitoring platform designed specifically for medical affairs. So Scott, it's good to talk to you. And I was hoping that maybe we could get started just by sharing what is digital listening? What what are the basics that we're talking about here? Sure, thanks Gary, it's great to be here. You know, uh, digital listening is a process, you might've actually uh, heard it referred to as social monitoring, Sure. uh, but it's a little bit broader than that. See, uh, what we're finding in, in the social space is that it goes beyond social media. So digital listening includes social media, but also uh, consumer and industry specific news, yeah. uh, forums, blogs, video sites like YouTube and other places on the web. There's a lot of relevant content that are being talked about by your KOLs and other experts that can really help influence strategy. That's interesting. So not just social media, but almost traditional media as well. You're talking about listening to industry relevant news sources. So what, blogs and news sites? Yeah. So if you look across all of the social uh, digital content that is out there, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, by far, Twitter tends to be the global leader in the uh, dissemination of, of uh, scientific content. Uh, but the second is actually uh, news, and it could be anything from um, Oncology Today uh, to CNN or BBC. Interesting. So can you listen, you know, I can imagine how things like national, uh, sorry, natural language processing or other digital tools could help make sense of sort of the printed word do we have the capability to listen to the talking heads on the news as well? We do. Um, so most sources that are publishing video-based content have some type of underlying uh, transcript that oh, all cool. of the AI tools are, are going at and are able to process. Okay, cool. So we have all this content, uh, all these places. Does it also matter now who is saying it? Uh, who are these contributors? Absolutely. So, um, so when I think about the basics of digital listening, it comes down to two things, content okay. and contributors. Okay, perfect. And so the first thing, whenever you're starting a digital listening strategy is to focus that content down to things that are scientifically relevant. Uh, The the challenge is that the digital space is so broad and there's such a large volume of content and it's coming in so fast um, that they can create a lot of noise. And so by starting with a scientific search about the specific indications you care about, you can weed out a lot of the noise about, you know, uh, people's favorite restaurants or their kids' birthdays, their favorite bottle of wine, and make it relevant to the work that you're doing. Oh, interesting. So you you identify these people, but then you also kind of filter what they're saying. It's not just that you're listening to everything that your key opinion leader is saying. It's that you're listening to a filtered subset of what your key opinion leader is saying. Yeah, a- absolutely. It helps make it a lot more actionable, faster, uh, and easier to use. But yeah. it's also important that you're listening to the right people. 
Yeah. Okay. Right? So after you filter down content, then go look at who's sharing that content, because not everyone talking about those indications should be influencing a medical strategy. <laughs> um, it really comes down to, to two uh, uh, people that you should be focusing on. One is your existing key opinion leaders. I yeah. mean, uh, it's interesting. Over this past year, we actually hit a, 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 a benchmark, a, a momentous occasion, because in 2021, uh, across 50,000 KOLs that we're monitoring, we've now hit this milestone where over half have scientific contributions in the digital space. So it's not just a handful of them uh, that are speaking now or contributing in the digital space. We're actually seeing that uh, it's now the majority. Okay, sorry. What? Let's let's dig in on that a little bit. What do you mean? So, so you're monitoring fifty thousand KOLs, and they have scientific contributions in the digital space. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So, um, so as we've been monitoring KOLs now for the last uh, couple of years, um, we've now got over fifty thousand that we're looking at as kind of a benchmark group. And so, within that group of fifty thousand, um, over half of them now either talk about a disease, a treatment, um, a mechanism of action, study in the digital space across all of those sources. And what's oh, been I really see. interesting is it's not that they're all talking about. COVID, or they're all talking about a random disease, they're, about 60% of their contributions are focused on a single disease that aligns with their specialty. Oh, okay. So over half of these 50,000 KOLs are bringing their scientific expertise to the digital space, and, and you, can, you can hear them doing it. That, that makes sense. It's not just that, I don't know, publishing a link to their paper or something. It's they're, they're talking about their disease specialty in the digital space. That's right. And then okay. that's not even the DOLs. Oh, that, oh, oh, right. So we're talking KOLs. So, so who are DOLs? Digital opinion yeah. leaders. So where KOLs are the people that you probably already know, right? They're already relevant in publications or speaking at congresses or involved in trials. There's this newer group of digital opinion leaders that are creating a significant amount of content from their own accounts. And what we typically mean for medical is that it is a credentialed expert discussing relevant science with a large reach to other HCPs. Okay, that's interesting. So we're not talking about a celebrity who um, becomes an advocate for a disease. You're talking still about credentialed healthcare professionals. Is, is there a reason that, that we would, as medical affairs professionals, want to restrict ourselves to credentialed professionals? Or, or do we just want the people with the widest reach? <laughs> Great question. You know, as I've worked with uh, medical affairs teams, um, this is a good place to start. They already have yeah, processes. Sure. It's already within their uh, their purview to engage with HCPs. Okay. Now, we do have some that have started bringing in other DOLs, uh, advocacy groups, uh, you know, uh, even patients and caregivers sometimes. And I guess what I would say is as long as it matches your strategy, it's somebody to be listening to. Uh, interesting. So strategy driven, and it also sounds like maybe compliance driven. 
Absolutely. And, you know, on the compliance topic, this is still fairly new for medical affairs. Um, you know, there's still a lot of processes and policies that uh, haven't caught up to this uh, channel of, of influence. And so I know a lot of our clients are kind of going through this cycle now the first time to start getting um, alignment and, and common understanding across the organization of, of how you're going to engage, why you're engaging, and making sure it's appropriate for medical. Okay, so these digital opinion leaders, do they all sort of do the same thing? Do do they have the same, I don't know, purpose or function for medical affairs? Mm-hmm. Or or does medical affairs look at subsets within digital opinion leaders? Yeah, absolutely. So in addition to those different types of segments, yep. I think uh, holistically what our clients are finding is that there's really two types of uh, digital influencers mm-hmm. and how you engage with each would be different. Um, the first is what a lot of them and we started calling uh, data disseminators. Mm-hmm. And you'll find a lot of these folks that you look at their posts and what they do is they will announce something that's coming up. So let's say, check out this new data that's being released, or I'm excited for this session at upcoming Congress, or hey, uh, did you see this uh, start of a new trial? And what's interesting is that they don't add a lot of thought to what they post. They just kind of re-announce, they disseminate stuff that's already out there. Mm-hmm. And for medical teams that uh, start to engage with them, what they find is that this is uh, really the best channel for increasing awareness of your scientific content, your scientific platform. Oh, sure. Yep. They'll spread the word. They spread the word, right? And and if you engage with them similar to your other KOLs, you know, build a trusting relationship, make sure that they have access to the most relevant and recent science, Mm -hmm. um, it then becomes something that they talk about and other HCPs become more aware of your content. Okay, so we've got disseminators who, who you said there's another type. Yeah, so the other group that we find is really content generators. These are folks that may not post quite as often, but it's still quite frequent. Um, but when they do, they don't just share, here's other things that are happening. They're actually contributing and generating new thought in that digital space. Um, as an example, they could be sharing their opinion on a new mechanism of action. Uh, we've seen examples and our clients have pulled out examples where they see somebody challenging the design of a study, um, or maybe they're talking about clinical outcomes that they're seeing um, as a result. Um, this is really kind of the space where for uh, teams that want to use digital listening for insight generation, yep. uh, this is where you go because you're seeing new insights, you're seeing uh, discussion across HCPs. And what's been really exciting is to start seeing clients bring these experts out of the digital space into their existing advisory boards, um, engaging with them at Congresses, um, doing things that um, help uh, provide a platform to those experts, but also bring more insights in. Okay, so you've got the disseminators that medical affairs could interface with to to communicate medical affairs data, to, to put your information and uh, uh, out into the world. And then you have content generators who maybe you're listening to more, you know, you're listening to them for, for insights. So I guess let, let's, so now we know who these people are um, and maybe the general shape of them. 
medical affairs, if we're doing social listening, we're getting all this data in <laughs> from these people. And now what in the world do we do with it? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, that's a great question. And, you know, it is a lot of data, right? It's, it's significant volumes. It uh, comes in every day. It doesn't just show up once a quarter. Uh, and it's varied, right? There's the difference between a tweet and a video and a news article is so different that you need a way of collecting it all in one place and processing it so you can find the insights quickly. Okay. Um, cool. That, that's why we actually built Quello uh, for medical affairs. Uh, you know, it's really a place where it goes out across all of those different sources every day, multiple times a day, brings in all of the content, filters it down to that scientifically relevant piece, um, and then uses artificial intelligence and natural language processing uh, to help uh, teams find those insights quickly and to drill into what individual people are saying. Okay, so uh, digital listening re requires digital solutions. Um, you know, I wanted to just ask about, so again, we, we have the goal of medical affairs, one goal being to um, disseminate data. And we have another goal of medical affairs being to generate insights from data coming in. Um, how do you then strategize around mm -hmm. digital listening to, to ensure that what you're doing supports medical affairs and organizational strategic priorities? Sure. So I think uh, there's three steps. The first okay. is that um, you want to start by listening, not talking. So yeah, by bringing yeah. in insights, just like you do in your other sources, bring those together and consider what the message means for your medical plan. Uh, second, is that when you're engaging with these digital opinion leaders, it's yeah. important to uh, remember they're experts in their space and they've worked very hard to build a trusting reputation and a trusting relationship with their followers. Yeah. And so yeah. you don't want to jump in too fast and try to go straight to how do we work together digitally? Just like any other KOL, start with introductions, building trust, bringing value to them through scientific exchange. And then eventually the relationship can evolve to, uh, to something more in the digital space. Okay. And then that third step is when you do get there, or maybe it's with a KOL you already have that relationship with, then you can start looking at more digitally uh, relevant types of engagements. Uh, we see examples in our tools all the time of, of medical affairs teams partnering with DOLs on a podcast, uh, facilitating live web-based events, co-authoring content, um, and even um, engaging with some of these uh, experts to attend sessions at Congresses and share their thoughts. Again, all under a compliant way and with the right disclosures, but it's very similar to the types of interactions you might have with your traditional KLS. This sounds like a good strategy for engaging with anyone you, you meet uh, for, the, <laughs> for, for the first time. You know, you start by listening, not talking. You, you build the relationship, bring value, build trust, and then look at how you can partner together. It, it's so interesting when you have these cutting edge digital tools and the structure or framework is still built on the basics of human interactions. That's right. We're all people and it's just another channel. <laughs> We're all people and it's just another channel, albeit a very important channel, both <laughs> for uh, communication 
out and for insights in. All right, Scott, let's leave it there for today. That sounds Um, great. To learn more about how your organization can partner with Acceleration Point to generate insights, engage KOLs, and ensure effective operational processes, visit accelerationpoint.com. MAPS members, don't forget to subscribe. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate.